Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, we have with us a very special guest, Dr. Chris Phelps. Phelps, say hello. Hello, hello. Hey, glad to have you here. You're no newcomer to podcasts, so it's it's, it's nice to have you on. Um, Going to get you into our condensed 15 minute or less format. Awesome. Um, I know a guy like you probably like can uh, could go on for hours or days with uh, your experience and wisdom. So, speaking of that, why don't you tell us uh, how'd you get into dentistry? You know, it was funny. Uh, a friend of mine, when I was in the seventh grade, invited me to a Future Dentists of America Club meeting that his mom had signed him up for because she was tired of him sitting around the house playing video games and doing nothing. So he didn't want to go by himself. So he invited me to go along with him. And I thought, yeah, sure. What am I doing? And I'm, I'm the one that fell in love with it, with dentistry in general, the dentist there. And, and that really made that decision in that moment uh, at that first meeting. I was like, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. That's fascinating. You know, I, I, I love asking that question because I love the answers I get. I mean, I've gotten some answers that are seem crazy some that you know make a, a ton of sense of course that my dad was a dentist my mom's a dentist my sister my uncle my cousin i get a lot of those never heard anyone that went to the to a future dentist uh, <laughs> uh meeting and uh became a dentist who put that who, what was that organization yeah that's the thing i've never seen it since then and i've never heard it anywhere else so i think it was a dentist locally that started it because he, he put his son that was my age as the president. I think he was already padding his resume. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell us about your journey from there. So you became a dentist. Um, that's obviously not the only thing that you're doing right now. So kind of tell us how you got to where you're at today. Yeah. So, you know, when I graduated dental school in 2003, my mindset was on uh, growth for growth's sake. So I wanted multi-practices. So I started out with one location and grew that to four locations, kind of 10 times in our revenue over a seven-year period. Uh, and then kind of at that point transitioned and changed my mindset from growing for growth sake to maximizing the capacity of the offices that I did have. So I offloaded my two most successful practices and, and did something nutty and took over my two worst ones and decided to focus on those. And, and my theory was I could do more with the two than I used to do with the four. So I really set out the next seven years to try to prove that that goal as well, which I was able to do. Uh, so from a, a dental standpoint and practice owner standpoint, it's been quite a rut. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So now you run the, the Phelps Institute. You're helping dentists all over this planet, um, right? You're talking to dentists all the time. Your your ears certainly to the ground. Tell me, what are some problems? Uh, what are some issues that you see a dentist facing today that they they um, maybe have it in the past? Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of the problems we have today are the, are the problems we've always had. It's a lot of dentists still don't understand marketing. They still don't understand how to attract more new patients. Sure, how to attract their their ideal new patient, quality new patients. Uh, they're still struggling majorly on the telephone. So even if they can answer the new patient call, which many have a trouble answering, they're having a lot of trouble scheduling those appointments and influencing people to actually show up for those appointments. Once we get them in the chair, there's communication issues. So if you know not getting patients back for treatment is costing them millions of dollars a year, slipping through the cracks, if you will. And last but not least, they they don't know how to close their back door. You know, it's the patient attrition, all the people they're losing every month that's killing them, and they're barely adding enough new people to offset that loss. 
Yeah. So, you know, I talked to, I, I talked to the dentist like you do, obviously. Um, one of the things that I hear is uh, I never lose any patients, right? So a couple of things that, you know, you, you hear, especially when it comes to that marketing is, oh, I get all my new patients from referrals. Oh, well, how, how does that happen? Not sure how, right? So if you're getting 20 referrals per month, should you be getting 40? Should you be getting 60? Should you be getting a hundred? So what's really good, you don't, if you don't have a process in, in place, you don't really know. If you're not measuring, you don't really know. And the same thing with attrition, right? So when people say that I never lose any patients, I'm fascinated about this, you know, this uh, twilight zone that they're in where no one ever dies and no one ever moves. <laughs> so you're going to lose patients from those two natural occurrences, if you will. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what do you think is the number one reason why dentists are losing patients that aren't dying or moving? <clears throat> well, you know, from what we're seeing, uh, it's a lot of the reasons is the patients have lost their dental insurance somewhere along the way. Yep. Uh, and one of this barrier that pops up when people lose their insurance is they feel like they can't go to the dentist unless it hurts or they're in pain. That's right. When the reality <clears throat> is with things like dental membership plans and whatnot, you can totally reactivate those people and get them back in the door when they have a sense that they have something. So I find that's a big reason why, you know, and then they're just too embarrassed to call the office and tell them. So they just don't go. Right. And I think, too, sometimes what happens, and I, I, I see this, I, I see Dennis talk about this a lot, too, or, you know, a patient said, hey, you know, they call in, I want my records, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I have to leave, you no longer accept my insurance, I have to go to dentist. I, I need my records or, or want my records. I think it's a little odd. I've never asked for my dental records in my entire life. I'm assuming my permanent school record is attached to them somewhere, but <laughs> never asked for them. But when that happens, how should you approach that? When the patient does call and say, hey, my insurance has changed, how, what's, how do you win that? How do you turn that into a win? Well, you know, obviously, if it's the exception to the rule, then I'm not as concerned about it. Like you said, if it's happening one off every now and then, then, I mean, people leave for different reasons. Uh, maybe we, they had a bad experience. Maybe we had an off day. Uh, maybe we're just not the right fit for them. And, and if it's here and there, I'm not, I'm not as concerned. But if we do track that and if it's going to if I see that it's starting to be a pattern and we're starting to see multiple numbers of people starting to do that, then I want to make sure my team is doing like an exit interview. Like and they're just saying, hey, just that's fine. Uh, we wish you well. And we always invite them back. If your situation ever changes, please know you're always welcome back here. But I'm just curious, you know, why are you leaving? And, and we try to get those reasons. And if it's something that I can change or was in my power to change, something I feel is reasonable, then that's great feedback for us. And we're going to do that. So we can yeah. Yeah, I think a mistake that's often made, too, is if the patient is gone, you can't keep them immediately. It doesn't mean you can't get them back in six months or a year, 18, two years, what have you. Um, right. So a lot of them may not like the dentist they end up with. That is accepting their insurance. Yep. It's another great time to offer them time to come back or an in-house plan. Right? And I know that's something that you uh, one of your specialties helping develop in-house plans. Um, so that's it seems to me like that's a great opportunity to do that um, as well. An annual follow up. You know, in, in November or maybe the beginning of December, what if their insurance changes back to you, um, to an insurance that you keep? And if you're not constantly staying in touch with that that patient, even after they leave, you're kind of missing out on that. Do you agree with both of those things? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, once you're a patient on our marketing list, so to speak, you're always on our marketing list until you tell me otherwise. That's right. Yeah. I like to say they're on the list until they die, like literally die, um, meaning they either tell you, don't ever contact me again or you get a notice that, hey, they died. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those two reasons. So tell me some, tell me the, you, you know, you mentioned marketing in the be- at the beginning of this. And as you know, I'm a marketer. What's the, um, 
What's the number one thing that you think dentists are missing out on marketing that you're willing to share? Well, it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier and their feelings, <laughs> how they feel about things. I, mm. you know, I don't feel like I'm losing any patients. I don't feel like my marketing's working is another thing I hear often. And what the reality is, is from these feelings is they don't know what they don't know because they're not tracking things properly. And with the data that I've seen from dentists across the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, we all have the same problem. And it's not usually from a lack of uh, potential new quality patients getting generated. It's we can't answer the telephone and we can't make a damn appointment. And yeah. that's really what's killing them. And, and they just have no clue because they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, I, I say this often. Um, if, you know, it, a lot of people think that everybody else is just like them. Well, it's just not the case. Most dentists don't work on Fridays, right? Or it's their admin day. They're not seeing patients on Fridays. That's a great day. If you if you need to call your primary care physician, Friday's a great day for a dentist to do that, right? And they can call from 8 o'clock in the morning to 5 p.m. and probably they're going to answer the phone. A lot of patients have nine to five jobs or eight to five jobs, right? They have busy schedules. They have kids. If they're calling to set an appointment, especially for the first time, there's a good possibility they're calling between 12 and 1 p.m., right? right. And we see this happen all the time where you call a practice between 12 and 1 p.m. or 1.30 p.m. even, and what do you hear? Um, you know, and, it, and I would even tell dentists, hey, pick up the phone and try 10 offices around you. Hit star seven, six, seven at 12.30 p.m. and see if they answer the phone. A lot of times they don't. Mm -hmm. so people go right down the list until they get someone who actually answers the phone. What do you think about that? What do you think? And, and you help with this, right? You have a call center, don't you? I do. Yeah. I started yeah. Gold Goose Scheduling uh, just for that purpose, uh, to help offices answer and schedule more calls, um, especially in this post-COVID world when doctors are down team members and they don't have the manpower to handle the phones anyway. Sure. On top of the increased demand and call volume after the shutdown. They needed help and we needed to provide a good quality service to help them do that. So we can be, we're back up to teams so it can ring a couple of times and if their team can't grab it, it goes to us or we can take over all the new patient calls. But ultimately from the tracking data we have 99.5% of missed new patient calls happening during business hours, slight 30 minutes before you open to 30 minutes after you've closed. That's the window, right? And as you said, during that lunch period, that's another peak time. So if they don't at least have somebody there and scheduled for backup to support them, I mean, to me, that's just crazy. That's just yeah. money out the window. Yep. I, I like to, um, yeah, I like, this is one area that I think that um, is probably one of the, the most overlooked and, and, and also most important areas is answering the dark phone. Um, you know, if you, if you don't, they'll stop calling. Um, so I love that. So Dr. Phelps, great information. I could have you on the show um, every other day, and I would invite you to come back for sure. Um, tell tell our audience, if they're looking for help, marketing, answering phone calls, patient acceptance, how do they vet someone such as yourself to, to help them out? What, what is a good way to make sure you find a right, right fit for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing is to you could reach out to me directly so we can see what, what your needs are. Uh, you know, my email is Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at drphelpshelps.com. Uh, that's probably an easy place to start. Uh, I've got so many products and services and, and coaching programs and clinical trainings. And, uh, you know, I ultimately what I've discovered about myself is I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a pretty good dentist. Uh, sure. But whatever the problem is, I've gone through it and I probably got a solution for it that I can, I can help you with. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the program today. We really appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook 
or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.